You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. And NBA trade deadline moves of note. Patrick Beverly goes to the Bucks. P.J. Washington to the Mavericks. Dennis Schroeder to the Nets. Bogdan Bogdanovich to the Knicks. And Gordon Hayward to the Thunder. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, good morning. Welcome into Friday edition of Inside the Locker Rooms. 205-342-9904 is the phone number. As always, we're going to jump in on the show. We got uh, Justin Jones behind the glass. We'll take your phone call, get you in and out of the show with us this morning. The X accounts at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. Email address for the show is wimpandbarry at yahoo.com. Download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone. And you can take us with you anywhere you go. Of all the colors, yellow is the most important, at least when it comes to building outdoors. No matter what your project is this season, pier, deck, fence, pergola, be sure to head to your local Yellowwood dealer for Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection against rot, fungal decay, and termite attacks. So it's no wonder Yellowwood is the brand of choice for building outdoors. If you're going to build, build it right. Head to your local dealer and and I always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. All right, today's show, uh, no guests the first hour, so I know a yeah, lot of we, people... Yeah, we got somebody. Oh, we do? Sorry. Okay. Yeah, but, uh, Chris Stewart, I apologize. Okay, Chris Stewart, first hour, so I'll take that back. Chris Stewart at 7.30, and then uh, I'm excited... Uh, through Bryant Bank, or I have with Bryant Bank, uh, Paul Ott Carruth will be on, and, and it'll be very interesting to talk to him, Dad. He played for Coach Bryant the last two yep. years of Coach Bryant and then played for Coach Ray Perkins. He redshirted then played for Coach Ray Perkins. So it'll be a lot like what these guys here are going through, going from Nick Saban uh, to, to Coach DeBoer. He went on to play for the Green Bay Packers uh, from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. So we'll have Paul Ott Carruth on at 8 o'clock this morning. So uh, that should be fun. And then hopefully uh, Coach Sonny Smith, all things okay, uh, can join us you know, around 8.20 or so. And uh, we'll talk about the Iron Bowl that was just played. So uh, Chris Stewart, 7.30, Paul Ott, Carruth at 8, and then uh, Sonny Smith around 8.20. But love to have your phone calls here for the first 30 minutes. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm doing okay. Um, certainly when you in high school basketball, you you, you struggle sometimes. Um, talk a little bit about your game last night. Well, that was, that's uh, um, first of all, Paul Bryant's really good. One of their players was down um, – and so AD, uh, the kid that's going to Kennesaw State to play for, that's going to play for Coach Petway and those guys over there. He, he's a really good player, a really good kid, really, really, really good player. And with that guy being out, he took more of an offensive role. We honestly couldn't guard him. He got 29. Uh, and I try to take pride in our team's playing great defense. And it was pretty helpless uh, the first half. We, we got out, I think, eight or eight or Eight to two or ten to two, and then I don't think we stopped on the rest of the half. Uh, to be quite honest, we got it back to uh, five or six in the second half, but they played great. Uh, but every both teams move on, so they will play uh, Pelham 
uh, on Saturday night at 6 at Paul Bryant. We'll have to travel. Uh, we'll go play Helena uh, at 6 o'clock. So there's 32 uh, 6A schools left. I guess 32 and 5A. The only thing 7A don't have as many teams. They're already down to the uh, 16 uh, in in 7A. But uh, So everybody's got the uh, you get one win, then you go to a, it's a sub-regional. You go to the regional. So we'll play um, at uh, 6 o'clock on um, on Saturday night. So it's got a, you know, it's very, two very physical games with our area. Uh, so the most important thing for our guys, we really can't even practice today. Uh, it's maybe just watch some film and get some rest and uh, try to practice a little bit Saturday morning before we head up to, uh, to Helena. So, congratulations to Paul Bryant. Uh, Coach Sean Pecklove is a good guy. They got really uh, good kids over there, and they play the right way, and they played great last night, and uh, and so give them credit. All right. Uh, I'll try to do that. Uh, last night, uh, UAB came in and won a 76-73 game against Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic's darn good. UAB played, I thought, it was about as well as I've seen him play. Played hard, scored well, a really good win. Most of you know that Far Atlanta went to, to to the Final Four uh, last year. Don't have them all back, but a good win for them. Also, I watched some of Sanford. I wanted to watch Bucky's team play. Uh, they played hard, and they, and they won against UNC Greensboro. Um, uh, North Alabama uh, beat uh, North Florida, which was a good win for them. So there wasn't a whole lot of basketball being being played last night. Thigila, the, the, the 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 I think that's the way you pronounce it. Uh, Seth leads leads uh, at the golf tournament as as of last night. Good player. He's been playing well. They're, of course, out on the West Coast, continuing to play. Um, let's see. The the SEC. Now, you're going to talk about, think about this being a lot of money. Now think through, think through with me. You got to do all you got to do for for ladies and men's sports, not just one, not just the one sport. This this money is 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 good, but it fifty one point three million that each team gets. Uh, so um, it's darn good, but still, it's a long way from from very, being able to do exactly what you want to do when you need to try and do the very best you can to. To help to get players to the to the NIL, which is you know kind of a mess. Don't know what's going to going to happen there. Uh, uh, not much to talk about with the 49ers playing the Chiefs. Um, only thing I've talked about is a guy like Mahomes, who uh, I talked with, with a couple of uh, scouts that uh, saw him play. They they but just like I thought they were, some liked him, some didn't. He was a little bit wild. That, in Texas, Texas, leaves Texas Tech, I believe it was, yeah. but turned out to be a, a heck of a player. So that'll be tomorrow, and that will—I mean, pardon me—that will be Sunday. That will be a five o'clock game. If you're interested in that, I'm sure a lot of people are. So uh, the only other thing I'll mention uh, is that right now, through the ten games that we have in the SEC, uh, South Carolina, Auburn, and Alabama. Are up front with eight and two, and or Tennessee's right behind them, having played one less game. They're seven and two. So Kentucky has dropped down to six and four. And uh, these last uh, these last eight games were big. Alabama's got uh, you know Ole Miss and and Florida on the road. Have to go to Kentucky. 
Uh, everybody's got a tough schedule, so we'll wait and see. And we're going to have about eight or nine teams in the NCAA tournament. All right, let's get to the uh, Yellowwood Hotline, and we'll bring uh, Joe into the show. Good morning, Joe. Hey, Joe. Barry, Wimp. Barry, I watched your game last night. Did you see how far that guy was from me that gave me a technical? He was, at the, he was at the complete other He has no idea what I said. I didn't even say anything. I mean, I just jumped up. I didn't say one word. And the guy came High from the officials other, of, uh, other end of the floor. God. I mean, and, and the other officials apologized. But at that point, you can't get up. There's nothing you can do. Uh, I'm like, why, why would he call a technical in that situation? Like He, he, he has no idea what I said, did nothing. And he, he was literally 80 feet from me. But okay, Barry, did he call it on you when you were on the sideline or when you was on the floor? I had the volume down. On the sideline. On the sideline. He was at I the thought, other baseline. The now, other he, ba- he, saw your, he saw your vertical on the sideline. But I'm impressed with that vertical you showed us there last night. Yeah. When the, uh, when right. when I'm not impressed with the official. Huh. Yeah. I've got to make uh, – got to ask you three questions. Do you mind? No. If I ask you three questions. No. Yeah. Okay, free throws the second half. What were what was your? I, I don't know. I, we didn't shoot them, and we had good shooters at the line. Uh, we didn't we didn't shoot them well, uh, and then we ended yeah. up. Uh, in the number fourteen for them, uh, we couldn't guard him. We had no answer yeah, for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you either miss what seven, eight, or nine free throws the second half, right? Something like that, probably. I, I couldn't okay. tell you exactly. Right. Yeah. It was close. Uh, now, I'm going to ask you this. Do you have a coach that helps you with your substitution pattern? No. Well, yeah. I mean, they all help me, but I'll, but I'll do the substitution. But you don't have one one particular coach to keep you on kill with your substitution pattern? Not really, no. Okay. Can I ask you why Jack and 11 are never hardly in the game at the same time? Well, Jack, the other kid that I've moved down the four has been shooting the ball extremely well. And when we got down, we have to score. Uh, so I, I, that's why Jack wasn't in there as much. Because Jack does a lot of great things, uh, rebound, take charges, a lot of things. But, uh, and of course, maybe I should have because we weren't very good defensive. But the guy he was guarding was not much. But I just thought, felt like we need to st- score. We need to stretch the defense a little bit. So, uh, But 11, they normally do. Well, he usually goes in, and, and they do play together. So they didn't play together. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, they played maybe two minutes in the fourth quarter together, and that was it. But anyway, got another question for okay. you. When you went zone the one time, the one three one. Yeah. When you went zone and you had number eleven at the top, I love that. Yeah. Love that. Okay, the the kid made the shot, but he hit iron twice with his <laughs> shot, yeah. and it hit the backboard and went in. Now, I watched you. You turned on the sideline. And who were you talking to, the players or a coach, when you made that expression? And then you didn't play zone anymore. Well, when you're playing a team, you have certain guys that are shooters. And so you have to, when you're in a zone, you have to know who the shooters are. So when those guys have the ball, you got to be there. And the kid that hit that shot, hit several shots, they're – and so, uh, and he hit it 
well, they actually hit two. He hit the one that hit all the rim, and they, then the next guy hit one. In the, the same guy hit one in the corner, and I didn't felt felt like our zone adjusted. We tried to really work on certain guys being there when they had it, and we just kind of stood there and watched the kids shoot. That's what that's what was frustrating because we asked them, "Hey, with him, you got to get to him. Test. You got to get to him." There's certain guys you don't have to get to. Uh, but he was one, and we just let him let him raise up and shoot. But you're right; he did hit front rim, back rim, uh, backboard, and went in. But then he did hit another three the next time, and then so we were down ten or eleven. We got yeah. it back several times. So I don't you even cut know. it to five, baby. Yeah, you, you cut it. it to five. Yeah, if you had made your free throws the second half, yeah, it would have been. Now you want to know my opinion: the difference in the game? It's, yeah, sure. He beat you with a dribble drive. Yeah. You agree? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He, he That's all. Uh, and I, I, I didn't I understand. And normally, uh, Joe, we, uh, we're very good defensively. Like, we don't give up many. We don't usually give up more than 40-something points. I'm never giving up 70. And never have a kid get 29, but number 14. And, you know, he is really good. It probably is one of the things is he probably needs to be, I don't mean when I say selfish, he probably needs to be a little more selfish with the ball. But with, when they had one of their kids out, I think he realized, hey, I got to take it on tonight. So <laughs> that kid getting hurt, when you think may have helped us, may have actually hurt us because it made AD a lot more aggressive offensively. Do so. you always wear the Roy Williams bird sleeveless sweater? No. Is that your- no. I mean, I wear it some, but not always, no. But you had it on last night, a white one. That's yeah. why I was wondering. Yeah, yeah I know Bird always wore them, and Roy would wear them if, uh, if they weren't wearing coat and tie. I just wondered if that was one of your, your pet peeves nah. watching you. I appreciate well, you I enjoyed it, and I really – I'm on, I, if, if I don't have anything Saturday, I may try to watch that. But I was really surprised. That's going to sound like me on uh, Nate Oates, that you didn't try to play more zone. Probably but so. anyway – that's hey, I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed trying watching you to see how you would uh, keep adjusting. But it was a good game. Yeah. And so you say that's the first time you've given up seventy points. Oh yeah, year. we usually haven't given up more <laughs> in the forties. Normally, we give up in the forties. Yeah, so. I knew the game was Ronald was forty five, forty two, but yeah. I, I didn't get to watch it. Yeah, so I didn't get to watch. It. I appreciate it. But all right, good all right, luck buddy. on Thank Saturday. You. Thank you, buddy. All right, we'll get to break here. Two-man truck out of 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. Where it's local, out of town, out of state, let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today, 205-247-5050. That's two men in a truck, movers who care. Tide 100.9 Traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. Our stalled vehicle on northbound 69 at Skyland Boulevard has cleared. Left lane was blocked there for a while, but no further sign of it. And traffic is moving at posted speeds. If you're making that drive this morning, 2059 from Foster's out to Cottondale and McFarland Boulevard. From Coker passing Lurling Wallace U of A to the I-20. No big problems there either. Mostly quiet trip into and out of the area on this Friday morning drive. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. 
Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Friday morning. Education is a key component of Governor Ivey's legislative agenda this year. One bill would require curriculum transparency, and it would necessitate teachers personally explaining to parents what their child is studying. But Greensboro Democrat Senator Bobby Singleton added an amendment to allow that information to be transmitted electronically. Singleton told News Partner ABC 3340 teachers already put in hours of work outside the classroom and don't need more to be added. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Tory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at Crohn's Colitis Foundation. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Sky mostly cloudy today, very mild. A chance of showers late this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 68. The low tonight, 58. Tomorrow and Sunday, cloudy with occasional rain. Maybe a thunderstorm around. Highs between 67 and 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 56 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com or download the free Tide 100.9 app. The Back to inside the locker room. Yellowwood pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Phone lines are open 205 342 Dad, the waste management, I guess, weather guy. I'm not, not even half the field got to finish. Uh, Justin Thomas, I think, is on number five. He's uh, even par. So I'm assuming those guys will have to finish today. Yeah, they started yeah. and then uh, then play another 18. There'll be a lot of golf out there today for those guys. Yeah, it sure will be. And uh, it's interesting to see who's playing, who's not playing. And uh, Nick passed this one up. And um, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see that they've got uh, a, a, a really good place to play. The weather's all generally pretty, pretty good, but I think they struggled yesterday. Uh, yeah, so anyway, the uh, the golf um, will continue today. Yes, Justin. I'm curious if, um, and I'm, I'd love to talk to Doug Bell about this come next Monday, but in golf news yesterday on the Corn Ferry Tour, the lowest ever official PGA round was yeah. shot of 57. 50 what? Seven. Wow. Yeah. It was Who on was pace that? for that? 54. At like Who 12. shot that? 
and he's going to look it up. Not that we're going to know who it is on the Corn Ferry Tour, but uh, wow, 57. I think today, uh, Philip, go ahead. Who is it? It's Cristobal del Solar of Chile. Um, Corn Ferry Tour record as well as the PJ record, 13 under 57. It's a pretty good day, 57. It, it's making me wonder... I ain't even hitting 60, let alone 70. Maybe I, I need to think of something else to do with this golf game. Yeah, wow. Um, I think today, Philip, our loyal caller, sent me a message. I don't think it really matters because I think school is too deep in, but he thinks today ends the 30-day portal for Alabama football. So the portal is uh, will close today. Uh, I don't think, guys, I think who's here is here now, but uh, – I think they're back in town. The coaches are getting to spend more time uh, with their team, and uh, they'll start practice here before too long. Uh, so, that's how, how important is this time with these new coaches kind of getting to to know these players uh, on an individual basis while they're back here? Well, I think it's big. Anytime you can, you have a you know, a relationship with them like this, it's it's very very big. First things are when the, everybody is new. First things first, uh, I think it's big. And um, Alabama will be, you know, they'll be ready, but it's just the fact that uh, so many so many new faces everywhere that people are, that are coaching are trying not only to decide what they're doing on the field, they're trying to decide what what their lives are like off the field. So it's a, it's a busy time for people. Yeah, and, you know, these guys, uh, you know, especially guys coming from Washington, it ain't like, like if you're – Coming to Alabama and you were an assistant at George or something, you could maybe run home for a day to kind of go get your stuff. Like when you when you live in Washington, you got a uh, you got a house back there. You got to get sold, and uh, you know you got to figure out what you're going to do here. If you got kids and all, are you going to bring them now? Are you going to wait till the end of the year? Uh, so these guys are separated from their families, which you know they're probably working, but. All that stuff goes into it, uh, getting moved. You're coming all the way clear across the country. So there's a lot of things going on for this staff and these uh, and these guys that are that are coming with Coach DeBoer. Coach DeBoer himself, he's got a family back there. I don't, I don't know what they've decided. I don't even know if he's bought a house here yet. But a uh, ton of things to do to kind of get your life set here in uh, Tuscaloosa uh, to get preparation for – and they may wait till after the after the spring game to do all those things, but there's a lot of things that goes into it uh, in there. Yeah, it sure is, and it's a kind of nerve wracking for for everybody as they try to wade through what they need to do. The football team is going to be darn important uh, the way they play and new, new offensive people, and and uh, we'll see what have to see what happens. But it'll be interesting to, well, for us to wade through it as well. Uh, the recruiting part of it is. You know, always big and they're going through that pretty heavily, so we'll see. Yep. All right. Uh, this weekend, uh, Bama will take on LSU at 11 o'clock. We're talking about the mental side of that. They'll leave uh, today. They probably, I don't know what they did yesterday. They'll probably do a little practice on the floor today, then fly out. Uh, just your thoughts about an 11 o'clock well, game uh, with Alabama LSU. The last time Alabama and LSU played, I thought LSU did a decent job of taking the ball maybe where where Alabama was not quite as strong inside defensively, and they didn't make a whole lot of them, but they, they took it there, and they've improved a little bit uh, from last year. It's, it's a game that uh, 
you know, if you, you play well, you, you have a good chance to win if you play well. Um, the Alabama and Auburn kids, as they play each other, they got, have gone through the excitement of, of playing each other with a big crowd there. and uh, It's a little bit difficult mentally to get them where they need to play, I think it was for me, uh, to have them mentally ready to go. You know, the game counts just like the Auburn game does, one win or one loss. And you're trying to get that thing in, in great shape there. So Alabama, Alabama will play. As um, Barry's mentioned, eleven o'clock um, on Saturday, and we'll see what happens there. Uh, Auburn is never, ever hardly ever beaten Florida at Florida. Florida was always good. Uh, they've got a, a two thirty game on the SEC Network. Uh, Auburn uh, is playing well. I thought their, their fast break stuff was really good against Ole Miss before they play Alabama, and, and uh, you know I just think that Broom has just come come so far, and if you don't play him the correct way in there deep, he's going to spin on you and lay it in there. So uh, Auburn will, will have a tough time at Florida. It's be two tough road games. You always like to play at home if you're Auburn after you play Alabama because you know you still have that crowd and that momentum and. A little bit different. Yeah, looking at the other teams that Alabama uh, is currently tied with, uh, South Carolina, um, you know, you say a pretty easy game. They're going to be at home against Vanderbilt. They've so. had some defi- de- deficiencies. They, they've lost a couple of kids. Who has? Uh, South Carolina. I read it last night. I couldn't, I couldn't find it this morning. But they, they've got a problem or two with one of their kids. I'm All right. Sure so, anyway, it. so you look at that. So you expect them to beat Vanderbilt. I guess things. Stranger things haven't been a bit could win, yeah. but they should to take care of that. Tennessee uh, is seven and two. They're one. They played one yeah. last game. They're traveling to Texas A and M, which won't be easy. So uh, there's some opportunity there to make some maybe make up a game. I think South Carolina, as far as uh, the easier game, the teams that are in the lead has the easiest. Of course, you got like you said, you still got to win it. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But yeah. to mention again, the other game. Out of conference, that is Gonzaga. Yeah, uh, travels to right Kentucky. in the middle of the league. I don't like that particularly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Georgia will take on Arkansas. Uh, Mississippi State will travel to Missouri. All right, we'll take the break here. We'll get uh, Chris Stewart in. Look forward to visiting with Chris about Alabama athletics, football, and basketball, and even baseball. Chris does a lot of baseball as well. Royal Cleaners, they want to make your life easy. They'll come right to you, pick up all the cleaning. Get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. Just dial 205-391-0034. If you want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, Northport, or 4851 Rice Mine Road. For all your cleaning needs, only one choice in this community, and that's Royal. 205-391-0034. You're just a tide of 100.9 and 12.30 a.m. WTBC is the home of Alabama sports. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody, it's Gary Harris. Friday, it's the TGIF edition of the show, beginning at 9 a.m. Adam Amin from Fox Sports checks in with us. Also, the Auburn Report with Brett Pritchard. We'll talk Bama basketball, softball, and more. The Gary Harris Show, Friday morning at 9. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves 
to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet. Bring more black joy to your day with an affordable collection that embraces it. Available now at Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry, only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern. You're going to build a five-star backyard. Only one choice. That's Yellowwood. Go to yellowwood.com. Put your zip code in. You can find the dealer that is closest to you. All right, get to the Yellowwood hotline. He is the voice of the Crimson Tide, uh, Chris Stewart. Good morning, Chris. How are you, sir? Hey, Chris. Guys, I'm great. How are y'all? Good. I appreciate you being on this morning. Uh, yes, sir. Before we talk about individual sports, I guess, uh, how difficult is it, as many games as you're doing for different teams, uh, trying to learn the opponent, uh, and in some cases trying to learn the, your own team? Is this a little bit different in the in the broadcasting? You do such a great job in the broadcasting industry as far as getting everything correct. <laughs> uh, um, coach, well, first of all, you're assuming I do get it correct. I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, I, I try to anyway. It, it's a challenge, but it, it's kind of fun. Uh, I'll tell you, it's like anything else. When, you, when you've when done it for a while, you kind of understand better what you, you need to do and what you don't. And so your, your preparation's better. Uh, it's more efficient, I think. Um, you know, you could say it's a little easier because you, you've done it and you know, and especially when you, as was the case with uh, Auburn, you've seen them once and it helps, you know, so much. And in our radio broadcast, so much of what, so much of what we do is predetermined in the course of a show. you got okay. a, a one hour, you got a one hour pregame. You, you got the post game that, uh, frankly, you you breeze through a little quicker if it's not a win, especially if it's on the road. Um, and and the stuff in between with the commercial breaks and everything where you've got downtime, you've got reads to do, a lot of that chews up what is done. So from an actual game standpoint, from the time the ball goes in the air, that's fairly easy, but you're still limited on what you actually have time for. So while knowing players, knowing coaches, knowing storylines is still important yeah. for the audience, 
there's nothing more important than that score, the time, the ball position, who's got it, who's shooting it. So that's roster study, and then a lot of it is instinct. And, and let me say, let me say this. Let me say this uh, for, for Barry. Well, for me, I won't. I won't speak for Barry. Try, trying to pronounce the correct names. If you if you pronounce my if you pronounce my name wrong, and I'm the mother or daddy, I, I get oh. mad. Uh, do you study or ask the opponents about the pr- right pronunciation of the names? I know this is corny, but it is important. No, it's <laughs> not at all. Look, look, it ain't corny. It's life or death. Back when I was doing yeah. high school, because man, you you're right. You flat out here college, it, they make it they make it a lot easier. Not that uh, it didn't take me a long time to get Muhammad Diabadi and Muhammad Wagi down, and I'll still hear it pronounced you know, 18 different ways over the course of the broadcast to the point that I wonder if I'm getting it right or not. Um, But, you know, they give you a pronunciation guide. They've got got it phonetically. You know, in all of college, you've got everything provided to you and and at your fingertips with with the Internet and all of that. Back when I was doing high school games, when I started, you know, I was doing college at Montevallo, but a similar type deal of what you did and didn't have access to. Man, you're you better believe you're trying to talk to a coach and find out, but you know, heck, a lot of times y'all don't know how to say them, and you know, no, that. we don't. I mean, I don't. Oh, no, yeah. you know, uh, and I'm trying to remember. Uh, Dazon Ingram's one, uh, and and God love him, Avery Johnson called him Dajon from the time he he walked on campus, and uh, you know. It, it was Dajon Ingram, and uh, but it, it was Dajon, almost like Honey, almost like Honey Dijon when Avery said it. So yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's it's important. It's that's the number one thing. It's not you don't always get it right. Heck, I'm human. Um, I, I screw up every time I open my mouth, but I try to get that one right. Yeah. Uh, we're talking with Chris Stewart. Uh, Chris, talk about Alabama style of play. Probably helps you with the broadcast. You know, a team that's firing threes uh, left and right yeah. as opposed to a team that's maybe like Virginia <laughs> playing half court and running the clock down. Uh, and the atmospheres that, that that you guys get to go in front of with with even the one here or the one this past week, uh, this week down at Auburn, uh, th- those got you on your edge of your seat, uh, don't you? But talk about the yeah. style of play and, and how you call that. And that, that makes it probably a little bit more exciting. It's when it's when uh, look, you guys know this. Winning is what makes it exciting for everybody. When you're calling it for your team, yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's a snail's pace. You're playing corners, and it is the luxury that I have with radio. Um, my job is to say where the ball is, regardless of how fast or slow it's going, where it's going. So I've got that to describe. But in terms of you know, it's a quicker pace, which which keeps you on your toes, and there's there's more to say. But it, it's definitely a challenge when it's that type of tempo. Um, but I will say it's a whole lot more fun. It, it really is. Uh, I was I've told this a couple of times since. Um, I don't mean any disrespect at all towards Anthony Grant, who was great to, to work with. I think the world of Anthony 
He's done an incredible job at Dayton, and he had some good years in Tuscaloosa. But there were some times where the pace was not enjoyable, and it wasn't as uh, it wasn't as entertaining. And especially when you lose. And we went down to Auburn one year, and I think we lost forty nine to thirty eight. And when the game was over, I remember walking past. Uh, the uh, we were on the same side of the floor back then, but I walked past my my late friend Rod Bramlett and patted him on the back, and almost with a question mark at the end of the statement, I, I said, "Congratulations!" and uh, and he shook his head. He goes, "I think we all set basketball back about a hundred years tonight," and it was it just wasn't fun. Well, good lord, we was is both teams. I think it hit forty nine before we. Um, we got early into the second half, got too far into the second half, even though we didn't shoot it great and play all that great. But it's a fun style. It's fun tempo. Uh, it is entertaining from a broadcast standpoint because it's entertaining for the listener. Yeah, so you've got, it's a challenge, though. You've got a new head football coach with a new offense, uh, with a new, new this and new that as far as the coaches are concerned. How much... Uh, what will will you be able to visit with the head coach a lot and kind of get to know him in order to to do a good job in, in the football part? This may be silly questions, but it, it's no, brand it's new the way silly. it is with with coach yeah. having been there seventeen years, uh, yeah. and things going to change regardless. Sure, uh, are you, are you on top of that already, uh, coach? Look, um, I had spent a ton of time with Coach Saban. You know, just being candid, I I had more. Than, than most people, but really and truly, I wasn't spending a ton of time with them. We weren't hanging out of the yeah. office and, and visiting. That's not, um, you know how regimented and, and busy and on the go. And I didn't want to be, I didn't want to, I didn't want to ever request anything that I didn't have to have time-wise with them. Okay. Uh, because nothing, you know, Winning and losing, and what he determined as as being most important was what mattered most. And I, I just never tried to ask more than I absolutely had to have. So there wasn't a whole lot of time with him. Now people do things differently. I have no idea uh, what that's going to look like with Coach DeBoer. I hadn't yeah. talked to the Washington play by play guy yet. Uh, I will when I take a deep breath and go, okay, you know, help me out a little bit. What, what was he like? And, you know, what, what, what should I expect? And how did you manage it? What did you, what was y'all's relationship like? Just stuff that can give me a little yeah, help. Interesting. Going in. Yeah. Sure. But at the same time, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to do what I can to make myself available, uh, See how he wants things done, TV show, radio show, you know, things that I'm involved with, and um, just trying to make sure that, you know, I'm available to him, answer any questions he may have, but uh, make sure that whatever we're doing, we're doing the way he wants done. Yeah. And that's the most important thing, and it's my job to adjust from there. Uh, we're talking with Chris Stewart. Chris, did you see anything that would 
led you to believe the coach was going to retire. Uh, we had people say, no, he, dad put it out. He thought he possibly could retire, and people were calling in other shows here, calling him senile, which he is, but he wasn't senile about... I think uh, I was my genius. He wasn't senile about that part of it. And then people would laugh at us and say, well, he's out recruiting, so he's certainly not going to retire. And Dad and I said, no, he, he's the guy that's going to work until his last minute. Like, that's just the way he is. Uh, did you see any yeah. signs of this? And do you really believe him when he got off the phone with his Terry and said... I'm getting ready to walk into a in the meeting with the team, and I got to figure out which which speech I'm going to give. Was it down to that last second like that before this guy actually made this decision? Uh, if that's the way it played out, then it wouldn't shock me in the least. Yeah, uh, because I had people say, and and I I used the word shocked right there. It, it wouldn't shock me. I had people ask me. Were you surprised? And I've had others say, "Were you shocked?" And my response was, "I was. I was surprised, but no, I wasn't shocked. We knew it was going to come at some point. We knew that uh, he was at the stage where basically it was going to be year by year. And so, was I surprised by it? Yeah, absolutely, because of the um, the fact that it's Nick Saban." Thank God he's still in very good health. Um, he's still clearly at the top of his game. He is um, as good as anybody who's ever done it. You notice I didn't say the best because that ain't my place to say, especially in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. But he's as good as anybody's ever done it, and nobody has ever worked harder at it. Um, so when you get to this stage, uh, no, it did not surprise me, but, um, or excuse me. Yes, it did surprise me, but no, I was not shocked by the fact because you knew it had to come at some point. Yep. That, uh, which is the most difficult to call a fast paced basketball game or a passing game where five people tackle the, the the receiver and your spotter is trying to tell you who, who made the tackle. Is, is that hard, difficult? Uh, I will tell you probably basketball because I trust Butch Owens so implicitly that uh, I, don't, I don't worry about it. If Butch points to it, I'm going to say it. He's that good. I've caught myself. Um, a couple of times not doing that and found out I was just flat out wrong. Uh, so I was, I've been fortunate enough to have the, the same guy that put, that uh, Eli's had for more than 35 years doing ball games. And uh, I just trust him. So if he tells me that, you know, Joe Smith makes the tackle, if he points to it, I'm going. Uh, I'm going to say it. And okay. if I have to come back and, and say I got it wrong, then I got it wrong. But I'll be shocked because that's just how good he is. So hmm. I will say that with with that trust level that I have for Butch, the uh, the tougher thing is probably calling the pace of basketball because I'm on that island by myself. 
talk about the job that uh, Coach Oates has done. Uh, I think when I went and watched them practice this summer, uh, they didn't have some of these guys. Um, and I was like, whew, this is going to be a long year. And uh, obviously he knew what he was doing. He ended up getting Grant Nelson, a couple other guys, Ian Wagi, I think they got him in. Had to hire a completely new staff. <laughs> I don't think people realize a whole new staff and you only have three players back and you're tied for first in the SEC. Uh, yeah. I, I, I do think people now, maybe he set the bar so high with what he's done, they just expect it. Uh, but I think what he's, what this team has done, and who knows where it'll end up. Uh, but to be sitting here eight and two uh, in the league is pretty remarkable in my opinion. Uh, Chris, your thoughts? Guys, you, look, y'all know this far better than I. Both both coached in the league and uh, Wimp, you set the standard. So for you know it's the thing guys that I find so amazing and so fortunate especially in the job that I'm in but as a a guy who's lived in this state my whole life and I've said this before but I mean it sincerely my love of basketball is where it is because coach what you did in Tuscaloosa, but I grew in, and while I grew up an Alabama fan, I I grew up in Fairfield near Birmingham. My dad was in charge of a large group of ushers at the BJCC from the time it opened. And, you know, he didn't get to take me to ball games in Tuscaloosa. But I was still an Alabama fan first. But I was in Birmingham. He could bring me a game program back when UAB used to play their games there. And and being a fan follower just of sports in general, uh, getting to watch and see what UAB was doing. But and I joked that I even pulled for Auburn because of Sonny when it didn't impact Alabama, um, but I knew about what Cliff was doing in Mobile, and all the small college teams were winning too. All of that success, especially in the 80s, is why I love the game as much as I do right now, and as much as I want to beat Auburn in in everything that's going on, to be a to be in the role that I'm in and get to see Alabama with, with Nate winning at the level that he is and building it back to national, not just respectability, but prominence, um, is first and foremost because of Alabama. That's what matters to me most. But, you know, I don't, I don't want him to win, but I respect what Bruce has done in a big way. And I think Bruce's success made us get better at Alabama. Um, that Andy's doing a really good job in Birmingham. They had a win last night. Um, Bucky at Sanford, uh, guys. I, I love the fact that basketball matters in our state again. You know, it and it's got to begin. Here's the thing: for for basketball to matter in the state, it better be great in Tuscaloosa. That's where it starts, and it is. And I'm with y'all. The fact that you could you could go. For the first time in four years, you don't just have a new assistant, but it's it's all three. 
and then you got to go get nine new players and your three veteran returnees ain't been there but a year. It's incredible that he's even competitive, let alone in in the position that he's in from a league standpoint. So I'm I'm excited about it. I sure wouldn't pick against us. That's that's for sure. But it's a big one on Saturday. You you can't have another hiccup. Uh, oh, excuse me, that wouldn't be a that wouldn't be a hiccup. And when you hadn't had hiccups, you lost to two great teams at Auburn and Tennessee. But I'm excited about seeing them go and, and play and compete, and then see what it looks like the last month of the regular season. Yep. That anything else, Chris? Well, not really. I guess there's a lot of talk around what's happening in baseball. I mean, you give the, you give yeah. the pitch count, you you give the the uh, what the what happened <clears throat> with the with the hitter, or maybe he didn't hit it at all. But there's also some things that you say around baseball that 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 just just talk, I guess you'd say that you don't do yeah, in baseball. Football. You're right. No, you're right. It, it is part of what makes baseball so um, so enjoyable and entertaining. For me, just as a broadcaster, the challenge of it, guys, yeah, because it can be it can be like watching paint dry, yep. But I've still got to I still got to describe it. Uh, That being said, when when the home team is down a run, there's two outs, there's minutes second and third, (laughs) and it's a three-two pitch. There ain't nothing more exciting. Yeah, right. And and when you've got that ball, you know, hit to the outfield, and you got to describe the moving pieces that are involved and relevant, you know, ground ball left side through, base it, Smith scores easily. Here comes Johnson around third. They're going to wave him home. Here comes the throw. Man, that is that is every bit as exciting as intense as a, a buzzer beater in basketball or a, a fourth and 31 in football. It's the last, when it gets to that, man, it, it's got everything you you get from a, a down-to-the-wire finish in football or basketball. So it's fun. It's a challenge. And um, it's something I've been fortunate enough to do on the radio side for for uh, 24 years with the network. Wow. I, I, I want to thank you for being on. I turned over to Barry, but I want to thank you for taking time to be on. This has been great stuff. Uh, I, I, don't think your fan, I don't think the fans realize how difficult it is to to present a game, uh, some they can see and some they can't. <laughs> well, Barry. it's a challenge, but, Coach, it ain't, it ain't like I'm splitting the atom, okay? I'm just calling it. I'm just saying what I see, but I'm – I'm fortunate I get to do it. Chris, we appreciate you. Good luck. Uh, appreciate you all. To, uh, to LSU. Bring back a victory. Thank you, guys. Appreciate right. Thanks. Thanks uh, a lot, Chris. Chris. I appreciate you being on. Thank you. All right. So we'll take this break, come back, and then at the top of the hour, we're going to have uh, Paul Locke Caruth. I look forward to visiting uh, with him. You're to Tide 100.9. Is he home of Alabama Sports? Tide 100.9 Traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. The drive along 2059 standing at 7 to 8 minutes both directions between the I-359 interchange and Skyland Boulevard. 69 between 15th Street and Middle Area Road is 13. Betting in Alabama. Contact your legislator today by visiting sportsbettingalliance.org. Paid for by Sports Betting Alliance. Sportsbettingalliance.org. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky mostly cloudy today, very mild. A chance of showers late this afternoon and tonight. The high today 68, the low tonight 58. Tomorrow and Sunday, cloudy with occasional rain, maybe a thunderstorm around. Highs between 67 and 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 57 degrees in Tuscaloosa. A national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. All right, uh, we'll go ahead and just take this top of the hour break. We'll get back Well. Our segment uh, brought to you by Bryant Bank. We appreciate Bryant Bank. Uh, we'll be uh, Paul Lock Carruth. We'll look forward to visiting uh, with him. Before we get to the break, though, we want to thank Yellowwood Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern Wood. Always remember, guys, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Going to build the fence, the deck, the pergola. You want to build it to last. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. Listen, Todd, 100.9, 1230 AMW. TBC is the home of Alabama sports. My caretaker was very rough with me. I thought they did it because I wasn't moving fast enough. Elder abuse is a crime, and together we can stop it. If you or someone you know has been abused, neglected, or exploited, call the Adult Abuse Hotline at 1-800-458-7214. That's 1-800-458-7214. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Human Resources, the Department of Justice, ADECA Grant Number 18-VA-VS-050, the ABA, and this station. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody, it's Gary Harris. Friday, it's the TGIF edition of the show, beginning at 9 a.m. Adam Amin from Fox Sports checks in with us. Also, the Auburn Report with Brett Pritchard. We'll talk Bama basketball, softball, and more. The Gary Harris Show, Friday morning at 9. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. The Alabama Securities Commission protects you from financial fraud. Anyone asking you for investment money must be licensed. You're careful with your money. Fraudsters aren't. Before you invest, call our hotline at 1-800-222-1253 to verify the licensing of the person making an offer and the product. Don't... Bring more black joy to your day with an affordable collection that embraces it. Available now at Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure. Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? 
because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Eddie Garcia. News from the NFL, where the league's postseason awards were handed out as far as the major awards. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson was named MVP. 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey, Offensive Player of the Year, and Browns defensive lineman Miles Garrett, Defensive Player of the Year. The Hall of Fame class was also announced. Kick returner Devin Hester, linebacker Patrick Willis, defensive lineman Dwight Freeney, defensive end Julius Peppers, and wide receiver Andre Johnson are all going to Canton. In the NBA, the Timberwolves beat the Bucks 129-105. Nuggets over the Lakers 114-106. So Minnesota and Denver are a half game up on Oklahoma City and one game up on the LA Clippers for the top spot in the West. Cavaliers beat the Nets 118-95. Cleveland's won 16 of 17 and 8 in a row. Steph Curry 42 points hit 11 three-pointers. Warriors beat the Pacers 131-109. At the NBA trade deadline, Patrick Beverly goes to the Bucks. P.J. Washington to the Mavericks, Dennis Schroeder to the Nets, Bogdan Bogdanovich to the Knicks, and Gordon Hayward to the Thunder. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room as we get to the uh, Yellowwood Hotline. This brought to this interview is brought to you by Bryant Bank. We appreciate all those great people out at Bryant Bank. Deb, but I think this is a very timely. Uh, Paul Ott Carruth is going to join us. Uh, he was here at the University of Alabama, 81 and 82 with Coach Bryant. Redshirted, then played for Coach Perkins uh, in 84. Uh, had a great season that season. So he'll kind of know... Uh, what these players are going through, going from a legendary Coach Saban now to Coach DeBoer. Uh, so we appreciate uh, Paul being on with us. Uh, good morning, uh, Paul. How are you, sir? Hey, Paul. Good morning. Hey, coaches. How y'all doing? We're good. Go ahead, go ahead, Dad. How uh, are things with you? And tell, tell everybody what you're doing now. That football career is over with. What are you, what are you doing? Oh, hobbling around a little bit now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you run into darkness instead of the daylight. So, yeah, that's right. But uh, I'm, I'm actually uh, retired from the gasoline business. So okay. uh, you know, I, I, I tell you, I couldn't have, couldn't have got there without the help of Bryant Bank. So, well, talk a little bit about. Uh, we'll talk about Bryant Bank at the end as well. But uh, just your time here playing playing for Coach Bryant, and then transitioning. Uh, to a new coach with Coach Perkins coming in. And, uh, you know, uh, he, he came in and he did it his way, which rubbed some people the wrong way. Just talk about those times, uh, Paul. Well, you know, it it, it takes a special person, a, a, obviously a very confident person, to follow someone like Coach Bryant or Coach Saban. And what we all tend to forget is that Coach Bryant was stayed as athletic director and was going to be there to kind of help 
Coach Perkins in ways, but then he passed away. So, and then Coach Perkins became athletic director. So, uh, you know, I think uh, I, my my nephew's a walk on on the team, and his his description of Coach DeBoer is that he's he's very down to earth, but he's very confident in himself. And I think anyone that follows a legend like that has to be confident in themselves. Now, as it was. It was really difficult going from Coach Bryant to Coach Perkins in the in the sense that it was just different, uh, and you know a lot of things changed from the offense to the practices to I mean just almost everything. A lot of the assistant coaches we, he kept some, but uh, yeah, it, it was uh, quite a transition. I haven't been there three years. You know, I was there 80, 81, and 82. So uh, it, it, it was – there's always going to be growing pains, and, and that's going to happen now. But uh, obviously, uh, Coach Boer's a great football coach. It's just there's a lot of stuff that goes along with being the Alabama head football coach. Sure. Yep. Uh, is it difficult? Uh, it's not difficult to borrow your money from Bryant Bank, but is it difficult to get started in the gasoline business because it's up and down? I don't know enough about it to really comment on it, but uh, I know that, that uh, Bryant Bank helped you a great deal with that to get going. It it is very difficult. It's uh you know it takes a a lot of capital to get started. I was fortunate enough that uh, uh, to get a running start in a family business that uh, my wife's grandfather had actually started. And yeah. Now my my son-in-laws are in it, and so that's the fourth generation. So it's been around a long time, but it's it's a it's a, it's not something you just kind of go out and just start up from scratch. Or it's very difficult to. Yeah, I uh, I made a statement on this. That, you know, you want to go to a bank, but you all also want to see a banker. <laughs> I mean, a bank. Oh, that's the, right. The the banker is more important than the bank, but both go together. But if if I say anything right about uh, Bryant Bank, is that you can go in and find your darn good banker. That that's right. And then and um, I live in Trussell, and they have a branch in Trussell. And Jeremy Tuggles, the president out there, and he does a great job. And and Alan Taylor was before him, um, but you know. And coach, you know this from dealing with Coach Bryant. He, if, if he told you something, you could count on it. And yeah. that's the same way Bryant makes yeah. it. If they tell you something, you can count on it. So, yeah. uh, all right, give us. Uh, we're talking with Paul Lockery. Give, give us some Coach Bryant stories. Uh, we, we all seen Junction Boys, but uh, how tough he was on his players. I'm not sure you could do that now. Maybe you could. They, they'd all run to the transfer portal <laughs> now, Paul. But. Uh, <laughs> Just, just give us some, some of your most fond memories of Coach Bryant. Well, you know, as far as uh, being tough, you know, he, he would always find out if a player was going to quit in practice instead of finding it out at a game. So he would he would uh, test different players along the way. Uh, and, and he was tough, but, you know, Coach Bryant, he he was very caring and, and and cared about the players as people, and especially as young men. And 
you know, so I, I'll tell a story that probably is more on the caring side than the sure. tough side. Is uh, my mother uh, got cancer and was diagnosed after I think the Cotton Bowl, my freshman or sophomore year, and and uh, you know she went through treatments and all that, and and uh, I didn't really ever say anything. And then one day, Coach Moore caught me, and I was like, "Hey, why didn't you tell us?" About your mother. I said, well, coach, I just, I didn't tell you. Well, coach Bryant found out about it and he jumped all over us for us not telling him. And <laughs> so from that moment on, coach Bryant would call my mother every Sunday to check on her. Wow. You know, and he might would call her and tell her a little bit about how I was doing or how I did in the game or whatever, but he would always call to check on her. And, uh, you know, I mean, that, People don't know about things like that that he did, you know. Sure. Uh, just little things that, uh, you know, that made him a legend. You know, obviously he was a great coach and national championships and all that, but all those little things of doing uh, stuff like that is what made him such a special, special person. Yeah. Well, in closing, uh, you know, I had his office. And uh, so I, I sat down on that couch to see how, how far it went down to the to the floor. Because <laughs> when they, when they well, he didn't know about that, you can tell our listeners when when they came in and wanted a marriage scholarship. Of course, that's before I took the before I got the office. The whole his office furniture was still in there. I could see where people would say when you sat down to talk about a marriage scholarship, and your little fanny went all the way to the floor. And he and he walked over there with those glasses on his nose. And looked at you. Uh, it was it was uncomfortable. It it, it was intimidating. You know, so that that's what you know was really difficult when Coach Perkins came in because yeah. you'd already gone through that. So how's Coach Perkins going to intimidate you? You know, yeah, I mean, it was, that's right. Yes, it was. It was so that that's that. Yeah, it was, it was sitting in that couch with something. Uh, right. You know. Coach DeBoer's coming in, uh, and everybody says when you take a job like this, even decades, hey, you got to be yourself. But there also are some things in place at the University of Alabama maybe that uh, will never change. And uh, Coach DeBoer coming, uh, I'm, he probably understands it, but probably not to the magnitude of everywhere he goes. I mean, he's got cameras now uh, following every move that he makes. Uh, but how much – Coach Saban's process stuff does he use, or did he just, does he just come in completely and just do it his own way, uh, kind of maybe like Coach Perkins did? Well, one one thing is Coach Moore had started planning for this. Yeah, uh, you know, when Coach Bryant was there, Alabama didn't really have any, didn't have great facilities, and and. They had Coach Bryant, so they didn't have to have facilities to recruit people. Well, then when Coach Bryant was gone, well, they they didn't have the facilities or Coach Bryant. So Coach Moore started preparing for this by all the building all the great facilities and all the things that would be there for the next person to carry all that on. So I think as far as the way he coaches and as far as the way he does implements his process will be his but he has all the facilities and all the network in place to to 
do that, you know, really well. Yeah. So, and then you got to go back to Coach Moore thinking ahead of that because he went, he went, you know, saw Alabama go through it with Coach Bryant. So. I guess an excellent point, you know, Coach, and that's kind of what, you know, as we found out when that transfer portal opened up, a lot of those players said, well, I came there to play for Coach Saban. Uh, and people don't understand that. They think, well, these came from the University of Alabama. So now uh, they're leaving because Coach is gone. Uh, th- these guys make a huge impact on these kids, don't they, uh, Paul? They do. And, you know, I, I was a junior when Coach Bryant retired. So that's a lot different than being a freshman. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was – I felt – you know, part of Alabama, Alabama, part of me as a junior, as a freshman, you're still, everything's new. I mean, every day's new. Is not really, are you really a part of this place? I don't care how good of a player you are as a freshman, you're still feeling that way. Every game's new, every place you go is new, every, you know. So those freshmen came here because of Coach Saban, just like they did. I, I mean, I'm from Mississippi. I, I came to Alabama because Coach Bryant, you know, and uh, I can see where that would be a very difficult decision for a freshman. But the longer they've been there and they get ingrained in Alabama, then they're more accepting of that of that new coach coming in. Yeah, we're talking with uh, Paul Lockcruth. Uh, Paul, we just had a caller call in and wanted you to comment on uh, the game in Birmingham against uh, Auburn when – Bo Jackson went the wrong way. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> it was a tough season in 84. And obviously, and it's, I hadn't experienced as the Alabama hadn't experienced, you know, losing season. And we went in there and just, you know, while beating Auburn wasn't going to make up for the season, I think Emmanuel King said it best. It, it would soothe some feelings. Yeah. Uh, which it did, and and I, you know, we lost a lot of close games that year. Of course, that was a close game too. But uh, I think, uh, you know, especially as a fifth year senior and wanted to go out, you know, winning. Uh, it was an important day for me, and uh, I was. Uh, determined to help us win and fortunately enough we did yeah yep. well I really don't have anything else just want to thank you for being on today and of course uh, we're we know Brian Banks one of our sponsors and they did a great deal for you and you did a great deal for the university playing so mm-hmm. I just wanted to get you on let you visit visit with you and I appreciate it. it's been really good I appreciate some of the things you've said Anytime, Coach, I always enjoy talking to you. Well, appreciate it. Thank you. All right, there's Paul Lockruth. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. Thank All right, you. Dude, there's Paul Lockruth there. And uh, we didn't get a chance to even talk about it. He also went on and played three years for the Green Bay Packers. How many people get yeah. to play for Alabama and then the Green Bay Packers? <laughs> you talk about two historic programs, uh, college football. And then, obviously, in the NFL, we appreciate Bryant Bank uh, making all that possible to have uh, Paul Lott Carruth. And all right, take this break. Listen to Tide 100.9 and 12.30 a.m. WTBC is the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. 
Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We have picked up just some minor backup along southbound Lurling Wallace as you cross over the Hugh Thomas Bridge up to Jack Warner Parkway. That's pretty normal for this time of the morning. No big problems on 2059. If you're traveling from Foster's out to Cottondale, any backups you run into will be very minor and won't hold you up for very long. Mostly quiet ride on the accident front as well with nothing major on the board. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Coming up up. on The Game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Friday edition of The Game, Free For All Friday, sponsored by Brian Harden Construction. We'll feature Brent Beard. We'll feature Lee Sterling. And we'll give away $1,000 courtesy of BetU. All coming up starting at 2 p.m. here on The Game on Tide 100.9-1230 WTBC. Your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program. Not alone. You always have a place at MAD. Call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance. It's away at Birmingham Racecourse Casino, where you can be a winner too. Birmingham Racecourse Casino off I-459, exit 31, Derby Parkway. Must be 21 or older. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky mostly cloudy today, very mild. A chance of showers late this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 68. The low tonight, 58. Tomorrow and Sunday, cloudy with occasional rain, maybe a thunderstorm around. Highs between 67 and 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 57 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Bar. Get right up to the Yellowwood Hotline. We want to thank Tuscaloosa Toyota as well. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. They got all the 2024s on the lot, the Grand Highlanders, the trucks, uh, the Camrys, the Ravs. Uh, swing by Skyland Boulevard. Get out there today. Tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. Also, could do everything right there online at Yellow, I mean, I'm sorry, at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Schedule a service and look at all the inventory they got on the lot. All right, get right to the Tuscaloosa Toyota Hotline, getting our great Friday guest, Coach Sonny Smith. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Good morning, Sonny. How's everybody? Uh, we're fine. I don't think you uh, fussed much when Auburn went to the free throw line 50 times, did you? <laughs> hey, I got a lot of rest. That's, all, that's right. Uh, do you think that's a trend? You think no, that that, uh, that actually that, that actually didn't didn't determine that game. People would like to to say it determined it, but I thought Auburn really did a good job on the offensive glass, getting some second and third shots and and, and some fouls. And uh, while while Auburn started off a little bit, I thought not defending the three very well. The first three or four trips, uh, they got better on the dribbler and and stopped that as well as pretty darn good on the offensive glass and. And, and Alabama did foul some. Heck, heck of a win for your team, for Auburn. 
the perimeter defenders for Auburn are a lot better than you would think because they're so small. You'd think, well, he can handle these guys. But they really get at you and they put great pressure on the ball. And uh, it seems to work out pretty well. And they defend the rim better. Uh, I guess a lot of that's got to do with the big guy. But he's he's on the bench because he has doesn't have the ability to score. But uh, uh, before he comes in, I, I think they feel like if they can get into the lane, they can handle it, the interior people. But uh, they've been able to hold it up, uh, especially uh, especially in early early in the game. Nobody seems to hurt them with post play. Yeah, Broom is really good. He's really gotten – he was good in that game. He's gotten a lot better. He goes to he, – he does a good job on that spin move inside if you're playing wrong. He's got the best spin move without fouling yep. and by using the other guy's body. He lays, he leans back into the guy and kind of ties him up a little bit. And quick yeah. as he feels that pressure, he spins. Yeah. And he doesn't walk. And he just gets it up. He gets it up the way that you should with power. And he's gotten so much better. And the thing that, uh, they work with him on a lot is stepping out to the foul line. And uh, so people will not, they, they, earlier in the season, they wouldn't go out there and guard him. And now he's knocked down two or three of those, and he's put pressure on him to guard him a little bit when he steps away from the basket. And that's, uh, that's made Auburn a better team right there. Barry. Just talk about uh, the atmosphere there for the game, uh, Coach. People are talking about you know, camping out there. Uh, I know Alabama fans want to try to make fun of how small the arena is, but they have really created something special there. They've talked about it a lot. Uh, it's getting national recognition now uh, that that place is very, very difficult to go in and play. Just talk about that. Well, Barry, it is. And the reason it is is the crowd is so close to the floor. You know, it's a large crowd, but uh, it's not the it's not the size as much as it is where the students are so close to the floor. The walk between me where I do the radio back to the students is about three steps. And they're right up, they're right up there and, and they really, they really do their job. And if they, uh, I, uh, I, I think they're a factor in the game. I really do. Yeah. Yep. Sonny, this was, uh, hard for me. I don't know about you. When we played each other and even the game, when you play the next game, you worry about your team being ready to play. If you won all the game, the you're, you're yeah, I did it all the time. Yeah, Auburn's going to uh, Auburn's going to Florida, which is they haven't won much down there. And Alabama's going to LSU. LSU's a little better than they have been, but you know you get ready. You get ready physically for them, you, as Barry's talked about. You know you got to rest them, mm-hmm. but uh, you you kind of got to be excited about playing the game. You probably you're probably not as excited. <laughs> yeah, I I feel that too. I felt like it always affected the game before, and yeah. especially the game after too, yeah. when uh, when we had to battle y'all. Uh, do you know the thing? The thing about that situation, and I think you would agree with this: people become basketball fans just for that game only. You know what I mean? Sure. Alabama comes to town. All Auburn fans come from everywhere. Well, the next game that might not be the case, or the game before that might not be the case. But that uh, those two teams, well, more than those two teams, but those two teams have done more for basketball in this state than anybody could ever believe because everybody 
listens, watches, or comes to that game, those games. Yeah, uh, well, well, the, the way, go ahead, Barry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know, back when you guys were coaching, uh, it was 10 teams in the league, and mm-hmm. you played everybody twice. So, you know, Auburn came to Alabama. Alabama won a close game, so they were going to be – so ready uh, to play when you got down there. I, th- I think it made for better rivalries uh, there because now you see a team one time and you may not, you don't see them again. Uh, where you were playing these guys home and home, the fans yeah. you kind of learned the players because you'd seen them play one time and the coaches had to make an adjustment. I would think that was been more difficult than than the way it is now. I like that; it gives you a chance to. Uh, Redeem yourself after losing. Uh, just, just talk about those times when it was home and well, home. I think it, I think it, yeah. well, I, I cut you off, but I think it, it was bit bigger and better then because everybody zeroed in on that. Yeah, and there wasn't that many different rivals in the league, and as it has turned into now, and that game was everything for both of us. And people came to the get a ticket to the Auburn Alabama game or Alabama Auburn game, depending on which fan you are. Uh, just to see that game alone, probably wouldn't come back for maybe another game or two, but everybody for those two games would become basketball fans. And it was good, but it wasn't as good as it should be. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm a kind of a schedule guy, and uh, you've got Kentucky at home, uh, and Alabama has to go to Kentucky. That's just the way it fell, fell this year. And... Um, Alabama, although had to has to play Tennessee twice, I'm not sure. I don't think y'all play. Y'all gonna play them, but once, once uh, I believe. Yeah, one time. Uh, Kentucky and Alabama, Kentucky and Tennessee have lost to South Carolina. You still got to play them. Um, where where do you I where think, do you think you go ahead? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I think I think South Carolina can determine who the, who the champion is going to be. I really do. You go there to play them. You got a tough. You got a tough out on your hands. Where are the two games played? Uh, but which ones? South Carolina. The South Carolina games. Where are they played? Uh, I think. I don't know. I, I think that makes. I've I think South down Carolina here, is my much right, much better sure. on at home than they are on the road. Of course, a lot yeah. of people are, but I don't think people fear them on the road. But they better fear them going to South Carolina. Well, it's go- we're going to have a we're going to have a uh, uh, I guess according to uh, announcers a nineteen NCAA bid, which is more than we've ever had. Uh, you know, we only had ten teams in the league when we you and I were coaching. Yeah. But, uh I don't think we'll get what they're saying. But boy, I don't read. I, I don't. Read, I don't want to be negative about it. But no, we've got me seven. We, we've got seven teams with losing records. Well, actually, one team is yeah. high, and the other six are lose. I, I don't, you know, those seven teams probably are not going to get in if it, if it if it stays that way. Yeah, and, and going on the road late in the season, you're going to there's going to be some upsets take place there. Also, uh, this roads this is a very very solid league this year from top to bottom. You know, who can you really beat? And uh, you. you you might have to go out on a limb to say who it really is. Who would you say, just right off, who would be the weakest team in the league? The weakest? Missouri? Uh, yeah, Missouri and, and Vanderbilt. 
it almost makes me have to really work to say Vanderbilt's not very good. Yeah, I've never seen Vanderbilt when they weren't very good. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Missouri 0-10. I think Vanderbilt's only win is against uh, Missouri. Um kind of break these games. Alabama travels to LSU. Uh, obviously, Auburn, we've talked about that going to Florida. South Carolina's got Vandy at home. Those three teams are 8-2. and two. Tennessee's right on their heels traveling to Texas A&M. Uh, just talk about the uh, the stretch here and, you know, who has the toughest schedule. I haven't looked at all of them, but uh, – I really have If it. South Carolina takes care of business, it's going to be tough for Tennessee to win at Texas A&M. I think it's going to be tough for Alabama and Auburn to win at Florida and LSU. They're going to have to play well yeah, no to do that. That South Carolina could be sitting there in first place uh, come well, Sunday morning. Yeah, South Carolina, South Carolina, Barry, has got uh, Auburn, uh, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State on the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at home, they've got Vandy and uh, LSU, which could be two wins. Florida, which would be difficult, and Tennessee. Yeah. And the bad thing you say, well, I, Vandy's the one I want to play, but nobody wants to go to Nashville and play in that, in that arena. Yeah. I mean, that's it. They got an out. They got an up on you when you throw toss the ball up. I think you play at Vanderbilt. Yeah, a little bit maybe. Um, yeah, a little bit would be a better answer, I think. What uh, what uh, is is Auburn? How, Auburn's guards, I don't think, are as good as Alabama's. Uh, but they did a good job of, of really holding Sears in check a little bit. Now he got twenty five points. I got that. Went to the. But he didn't. He didn't. I don't. I can't remember. I think he only made one three. And I thought that. I thought he, he didn't have. He didn't have the the kind of game that kind of led his team to victory. Uh, he, they did a good job defending him. I thought. Oh, if you if you had you know if you're outside looking in, you'd say Auburn guard might be the guards might be who you got to beat to beat them. But the thing about it, they come off the bench with people that hold yeah. their own until those guys can get going. So guard play is better, I think, than people look at it and say. Now, they're awfully small, and uh, some people can take advantage of size there, but they're also awfully quick, and, and they sometimes take advantage on that. And I I, uh, I look at Auburn's guards as some people say that that could be a negative as you go stronger towards the end of the year and when you start playing better teams. But they seem to step up in big games. Yeah, I, I thought the Auburn. I thought Auburn, having beaten Ole Miss the way they did at at Auburn, would go over to Ole Miss, and Ole Miss might get them, and Ole Miss uh, did get them for a half. And then uh, I think Barry said that uh, they had a players' meeting only at the halftime and told the coaches to go get a drink of water. <laughs> They made a big deal out of that. I'm not sure it yeah, happened. Exactly I, I don't know if that happened that way or not, but they made it. Yeah, the one player one player got up and made a, a big speech, I understand. And, and <laughs> supposedly because they won, they made that a big deal. But oh, yeah. I think those coaches stayed in there the no, time that they normally do. And I think I think Bruce Pearl leaves a little bit before it's time to go back out. Okay. Yeah, so they, they can say things up. about yeah. yeah, they can set themselves up. But I don't. I I think that probably was a yeah, TV a love that. Those guys on TV, they love to say that, Barry. Oh, they love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but I think sometimes, uh, you know, 
a player's passion and message can get to a team. Uh, Hey, we don't need the coaches. Get them out and let me address these guys because sometimes those guys will listen to those guys more than they will the coaches at times. Uh, If a guy's a hard worker, does what he's supposed to do, then he can sometimes – sometimes I think players – Getting on players is a good thing. I would say it's more of a positive than a negative. Yeah. Yeah. But it could become a negative if you got a guy that ain't doing his job. He's always (laughs) raw raw on everybody. That's right. That's like Steve Steve Spurrier always talks. He he can't have a walk on in there, jumping up and down, beating his chest, trying to motivate people. It needs to be a guy that's actually out there and playing. It needs to be a guy that – that, that gives a great effort on the floor, yeah. and uh, that, that they that they have a lot of respect for. You know, I, I don't know. You you guys tell me. I I see teams playing a little bit harder. I think as a as they go along the whole league uh, this year than I've seen in a while. I haven't seen anybody yeah. come in here and loaf. Everybody seems to really have their teams ready to play, not not from a standpoint of shooting, not from a standpoint of taking care of the basketball. But I didn't see anybody come in here and lay down effort-wise. I think the uh, atmospheres in the arenas have been – Alabama took on Mississippi State. Yeah. I went uh, Saturday. It was a great atmosphere. Ole Miss was playing Auburn. It was a great atmosphere. I think the atmospheres in these arenas – uh, really helped the play, in my opinion. Uh, obviously, at Auburn, it's it's crazy in there every single game. Yeah. So the people don't want to go play in front of two thousand people. Uh, so I think the atmosphere has helped uh, not only the home it, team but the road yeah. team as well. I, I don't know if the, our audience would be interested. Who do you think is drawing the least in the league right now? That, that was asked asked of me on a radio show here recently. And the only thing I could come up with is one I wasn't sure about, and I said Missouri. Bobby, just because they're not. And we know how that place can be when they're winning. Uh, oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I, I, we've been there before. Uh, I did a TV game there with it, Phil, one time. So I'm I'm thinking Missouri's just a win away from being a good team. Yeah. We can't let you leave without uh, we'll get fussed at if we don't get a NASCAR report. You got anything you, you you can tell them because we don't we don't we don't report NASCAR much. <laughs> well, the thing about NASCAR, NASCAR doesn't have the jump out Jeff Gordon stars now that uh, that Dale Earnhardt's that they used to have. And sometimes what they did is they brought in the casual fans and made them NASCAR fans. And I think I think NASCAR has to fight to um, uh, really think about among the drivers. Who are you going to look at as as a, as the next Jeff Gordon, as the next Dale Earnhardt? And I think that's somewhat. I don't think it affects the crowds at the at the race uh, courses, uh, tracks, but I do think it affects the people that are on the edge of becoming an, a NASCAR fan and or maybe just casual. Uh, and I, they don't have that guy. I think that that brings them out like a Dale Earnhardt and like a Jeff Gordon. Yeah, like a Tony Stewart, for instance. Well, Coach, we appreciate you taking time to be on with this uh, great win by Auburn. I'm sure you were happy. Uh, so we'll see. Maybe they'll meet again here in the SEC tournament in about a month or so. Yeah. So it should be fun. Well, I'll say this, Barry. Now, see, you all make talk about this. If Auburn's guards play, they're hard to beat. Yeah. yeah. They don't. They Size and other things affect them occasionally, but. When their guards play, they're tough. No doubt. 
Appreciate you, Coach. Thanks. Thank Thanks, you, Sonny. Hope, th- hope things are going well for you. I sure hate I sure hate that Toby Keith passed away. Yeah, he had just hung up. All right, let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, three four five one two three four. Have a have a problem with an accident that probably shouldn't have occurred. Somebody comes after you on the highways or a problem at, in a neighborhood, and you feel like that uh, you know injury wise, mentally, um, you're kind of out of it, and you need somebody to help you uh, go through the problem that you have. Prince Glover and Hayes are the people that do that. They will talk to you on the telephone, and you can expl- explain exactly what went on. They'll have you in the 701 Rice Mine Road and visit with you then. And I think that you'll find once you, they represent you, they will do an outstanding job. They already have for, for lots of people in, in the state of Alabama and the southeast. Prince Lover and Hayes, 345-1234. PrinceLaw.net is the website. I always remember if they don't win, you don't pay. Phone lines are open at 205-342-9904. It is a tied 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Coming up, Coming up on The Game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Friday edition of The Game, Free For All Friday, sponsored by Brian Harden Construction. We'll feature Brent Beard, we'll feature Lee Sterling, and we'll give away $1,000 courtesy of Bet You. All coming up starting at 2 p.m. here on The Game on Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa, The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellow Wood. This report is sponsored by Stand Up to Cancer. 365, 24-7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's roadway. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe, too. Alabama's Move Over Law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please slow down. Visit drivesafealabama.org. Brought to you by the Alabama. Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this station. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. You got an hour delay uh, already at the Waste Management Open. Uh, how about Lucas Glover? Uh, this is tea time. How does he? But how does his caddy? They both of them had it wrong. And his caddy not. I don't know. I mean, he gets a call. Um, he's supposed to tee off at. 826, and he's in his hotel room. He's got one minute. So, uh, I don't know. My caddy? Is my caddy not? Did we both misread the time? How does that happen? I don't know. It shouldn't happen. The caddy needs to know. (laughs) Anybody that's with him, and you always have followers with you that are trying to get you to speak to somebody or be sure you got on the right cap or the right shirt with the right advertisement on it. Uh, I don't know. It, it's, uh, you know, it, you better have two alarm clocks. Uh, it wasn't it, an alarm clock. Uh, he, he, <clears throat> he just misread it. He thought he was yeah. going to be on time. Uh, yeah. So. Um, I guess the caddy thought, he, you know, when he did, it, it, if that's the case, then, you know, you didn't hit balls. And the caddy should have known he wasn't there to hit balls that uh, there was a problem. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, Justin, <laughs> that's got to be, a, and he's kind of laughing about it, but, uh, Ooh, it's, bad. I, I would it's, not be it's a bad life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you miss out if, if you're the caddy at you, like you said, Barry, you got to make sure you're there because other than the player, uh, potentially winning, you know, the caddy is trying to go out and win some money as well at these events. Yeah. So Lucas Glover, I think he played at Clemson, um, uh, Todd. I had a good year the last couple of years. He's there. been a tough kind of. He's a tough kind of guy, and he's he's a, he's got a new putter, and he has just been remarkably well with that putter. He's, he hit the ball pretty good and couldn't putt, but he he came out of that with this putter and made plenty of money. I'm sure advertising for it. I tried to find one myself, but um, that that's you know he's always been a guy who's kind of come from behind, uh, got passed over for the Ryder Cup, and. Uh, but your caddy is there with with your bag, ready for you to hit golf balls before you go out, and you don't show. Uh, the caddy's got to be eighty eight out the gate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, gotta be paying his own way. All right, uh, Super Bowl yep. Sunday, Forty uh, ers and the Chiefs, uh, yep. basically an even game. I think San Francisco is a one and a half point. Favorite uh, Patrick Mahomes is a pretty competitive dude. Uh, he, he sometimes will will his team uh, to victory. Uh, Brock Purdy, uh, they talk about he's not making near as much money as the college guys. I think he's under a million dollars now. Obviously, once his contract uh, comes up, he'll he'll yeah. he'll cash in. But uh, who do you guys like in this Super Bowl? Uh, I, I want Kansas City. I, I think maybe I might might be disappointed. Had a, Greg McElroy, I had an interesting conversation with him. Uh, and they were trying to select quarterbacks because people miss on quarterbacks, as you and I have talked about. Uh, a lot of people like Patrick. Uh, a lot of people thought he was a little bit too wild. Uh, not being wild is not the right word, but just he was athletic, but uh, it was, I don't know. And, uh, Andy Reid, who was fired as the as the football coach, like everybody else is in the NFL at one point in time, has gotten down to Kansas City and done wonders. He liked him. He liked him a lot. And um, according to 
people that worked with him, they, they, they got what they didn't like about him out of his system the first year. Uh, not his athletic ability, but his ability to, to read defenses and to do because he did some things at Texas Tech that he couldn't do in pros. So uh, it's, it's been a real plus for them. Yeah, um, we'll see. Uh, they probably like the Super Bowl commercials. Everybody's complaining that uh, about Taylor Swift, and they're tired of looking at Taylor yeah. Swift. Uh, yeah. uh, so the halftime shows are always overrated, uh, in my opinion. Uh, so we'll see. But a lot, you know, I can't believe the money people pay for the commercials yeah. and all that. But well, they got one now, you know, with, Pat, with Patrick uh, eating a, a, a sandwich. And beside the sandwich, he picks up a cookie, and he says, "This is the best. This is the best side cook, sidekick, or I ever something to that effect." And he's got what's his name over there standing by him, looking at him, walking away, uh, like I'm the best sidekick you've ever had. Not not a, not a cookie, a crap like that. It's gonna be interesting to see. <laughs> yeah, uh, who we got there on line two there? Justin. Well, we got Tom, but we just had another caller who has some issues with his phone. So okay. I'm going to ask the questions. All right. Or, All right. But this is for, for Coach. Um, he wants to know if you know off the top of your head, Coach, what the record for most free throws shot against an Alabama team is. No, I don't. I really don't. And I I, I don't. I, I realize they shot a bunch. Uh, and to be most of the time, I'm always very careful about the officiate because it worries me. But uh, I, I think we had, well, they had two very, very good officials in the game. They had one that's a little bit new who didn't call many things. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to downplay anything Alabama does because they're very good. I don't think. I don't think the officiating cost either cost the Alabama the game. And similarly related to that question, he wanted to know what the process is like for picking officials for these SEC games. Well, you have, you have an official, you have a person in the, in the SEC office. In fact, I've issued with one of them not long ago that they, this is determined sometime, uh, sometime way, way prior uh, to the games as to, as to the games that you're going to have. And uh, they have the three officials they're going to get, then they always have an alternate in case something happens. But uh, the conference office does that, not not the home team. It, it may be a question that he has. It's, it's the conference office that does it. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll, we'll take uh, this break. Got a couple phone calls home. We'll get to those guys when we get back. This is Tide 100.9 SE Home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. If you travel lane eastbound 82 McFarland Boulevard from Airport Road to Jack Warner, expect about a nine-minute trip there. And on the westbound side, that's 11 minutes with some minor backup. Meantime, along 2059, it's a delay-free eight minutes both directions between the I-359 interchange and Skyland Boulevard. And no problems on 69 up from Hale County. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody, it's Gary Harris. Friday, it's the TGIF edition of the show, beginning at 9 a.m. Adam Amin from Fox Sports checks in with us. Also, the Auburn Report with Brett Pritchard. We'll talk Bama basketball, softball, and more. The Gary Harris. Law sports betting in Alabama. Contact your legislator today by visiting sportsbettingalliance.org. Paid for by Sports Betting Alliance. Sportsbettingalliance.org. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky mostly cloudy today, very mild. A chance of showers late this afternoon and tonight. The high today 68, the low tonight 58. Tomorrow and Sunday, cloudy with occasional rain, maybe a thunderstorm around. Highs between 67 and 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 58 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker. We've got a couple calls holding here. We'll get right to the Yellowwood Hotline get Digger in. Good morning, Digger. Hey, Dick. Hey, how's it going? Listen, I got my money on Kansas City. You know why? why? I'm at a Mardi Gras parade last night. Muses mm-hmm. in downtown New Orleans. And there's a pack of Taylor Swift wannabes with their jerseys on. Kansas City Chief jersey. Nothing on underneath. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Nothing. What, what, it wasn't a wet t-shirt contest? <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing wet about it. They're just walking around with lipstick on in their jersey. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. There's a gang. I swear they love their Kansas City Chiefs down here because of Taylor Swift. And watch that. That game is going to be the most watched Super Bowl, and it won't even be close. I think Kansas City's going to have a hard time. I picked yeah, them. I think you'll have a hard time. What Barry thinks. <laughs> Now, my story on, hey, listen, real quick. You know, Andy Reid didn't want him either. It was the GM kept insisting on me. I keep oh, looking really? at the tape. This guy is ridiculous. We need to get this guy. Got to get this guy. Got to get this. And he bugged Andy Reid to the point where he made him sit down and watch the film. And he said, okay, we'll take him, but he's going to have really? to sit. I heard it different. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that guy needs a raise, Digger. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They don't. They don't hit on quarterbacks very often, and sometimes they they gamble, and it's the right gamble. Yeah. Well, this GM, look, this guy's the best in the business, man. Look at his defense now. He's got a shutdown corner. He's got a, a defensive uh, run stopping defense now. I'm telling you, I'm taking the Chiefs. Well, you That's better be careful now. Their their pass rusher's not going to play. Oh, there's Menahue from Texas. I know that, but they got another one there. Okay, they got another one there. Well, if you call, if you're broke, just you. call Barry. He'll lend you some money. <laughs> Thank you, dear. <laughs> All right, uh, back up to the uh, Yellowwood Hotline. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, hey, Tom. Barry. How'd you come out last night, morning, Coach? Uh, we lost. Uh, we lost uh, seventy to fifty-nine. So uh, we have to. Oh go. my God. We have to go to Helena uh, to play on Saturday night. Yeah, sorry. All right. Uh, <clears throat> We're all in the same boat. They, did, they didn't advance any further than the state tournament than we did. So, everybody, there's 32 teams left last night, and there's still 32 teams left today. So, we just got to go take care of business. That's uh, what I'm saying. You're not out of it. That's right. Uh, in uh, Arizona, at the Waste Management, you say the weather had them delayed? I think I saw there was a one-hour delay today, yeah. And a lot of cars, a lot of guys didn't finish, obviously, yesterday. So be hopefully they can get the golf in today. It seems like the weather hasn't been cooperating with the PGA uh, so far this year. 
Yeah, it looked like uh, Justin didn't get his round in yesterday. Am I right about that? Uh, I think he got through five holes, and he was even after five. Yeah, uh, I, I was hoping even what his score, but uh, anyway. But is it, the weather crazy out west? You know, uh, it's been coming some floods uh, to biblical proportion in Los Angeles, and uh, I've been curious, <clears throat> one of my favorite tournaments to watch uh, it's the Genesis at Riviera, and I just wondered, all this rain and these storms that's been crashing into that coast out there, Coach, it, yep. it's bound to have an effect on, on those sure. forces that they're, they're scheduled to play. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think, you know, it could be a lift-cleaning place. Um, I like those lift-cleaning place tournaments. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Because I tell you what, you you let them let those guys put their hand on that ball, they'll do something yeah. with it. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll lift clean places, okay. But yeah. uh, next week, yeah. next week, Tiger comes back. That should be exciting. Yeah, uh, he for, loves the Genesis. Yeah, be exciting for the PGA Tour to have him back, uh, and hopefully Nick Dunlap. I haven't heard, but I'm pretty sure he would probably play in that event. So that should be fun. Well, I tell you what, uh, Alabama golfers. University of Alabama golfers. That's a good track, and that's a track that's been good to them over the years. And uh, even when they turn pro, uh, they see good scores. I'm not sure how many of them won the uh, PGA event there, but they see good there. And um, and I love to watch them play that 18th hole, Coach. I, I think that is outstanding. Yeah. Uh, to watch how they have to play that hole. It's a tough hole. Yeah. Yeah, sure is. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. No doubt about it. The weather holds up. They maybe they, the weather doesn't hold up. They may be playing for a week. Yeah. Uh, they might do it. They might. I, I, tell you, I, I think something weird is going to happen uh, because uh, the weather has been absolutely crazy in California, not just the last couple of weeks for a while now. And, uh, I was talking to some people out there, and I said, well, I said, you know, it was so dry out there for so long. Maybe this does something for the drought. And they said, well, we don't think so. I said, well, all the rain you're getting in Los Angeles and Southern California is snow up north, and I thought the snow was what filled up the reservoirs. So that's the way I was looking at it. They were going, I don't know about all that. Appreciate you, Tom. Uh, we look forward to seeing if Alabama take care of LSU this weekend. We'll talk to it at Monday. I'm nervous. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, Tom. That's it for today's show. We appreciate uh, Bryant Bank uh, getting uh, the guest for us, Paul Lott. Um, and we also appreciate uh, Chris Stewart joining us and then obviously Coach Sonny Smith. Uh, Justin, thanks for everything this week. Uh, you guys have a great, safe weekend. This is Tide 100.9 and 1230 AM WTBC. It's the home of Alabama sports.